Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Stephen Brannan. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Bo was uh, going to preach today, but then he decided to have a baby at 5 a.m. Well, not Bo, Meredith. So I, uh, I am covering this morning on the 16th Sunday after Trinity, and our passage is the passage of the Lord coming into a town, seeing a funeral procession going by, discovering that it was the death of the only son of a woman who was also a widow, and the Lord stops the procession and raises the dead man up. Now, St. Augustine, thankfully, um, has left us his homily on this passage, and he extended um, his reflection to the two other instances in the Gospels uh, we have record of with Jesus raising up uh, the dead. And I say raising uh, specifically, not resurrecting. Resurrection is what Christ did uh, on the third day after his death. What he did for others was to restore them uh, to life, the same kind of life that they had, a reversal. So St. Augustine, uh, in speaking about these, um, draws our mind to the spiritual reality that is um, evidenced in these three instances. So thank goodness he has left his homily for us over many centuries, and I am going to um, just recount it, read it verbatim, uh, because it still is pertinent to our lives daily as Christians, as much now as it was then. So the words that follow are from St. Augustine himself. The miracles of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ make indeed an impression on all who hear of them and believe them, but on different men in different ways. For some are amazed at his miracles done on the bodies of men and have no knowledge to discern the greater, whereas some admire the more ample fulfillment in the souls of men at the present time of those things, which they hear as having been wrought on their bodies. The Lord himself says, For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will." Not, of course, that the Son quickeneth some and the Father others, but that the Father and the Son quicken the same. For the Father does all things by the Son. And let no one who is a Christian doubt that even at the present time the dead are raised. Now all men have eyes wherewith they see the dead rise again in such sort as the son of that widow rose, of whom we have just read out of the gospel. The lectionary, he was following a lectionary as well. But those eyes wherewith men see the dead in heart rise again, not all men have, save that those who have themselves already risen in heart. It is a greater miracle to raise again one who is to live forever than to raise one who must die again. The widower, mother, rejoiced at the raising again of that young man. Of men raised again in spirit day by day does mother church rejoice. He indeed was dead in the body, but they in soul. His visible death was bewailed visibly. Their death invisibly was neither inquired into nor perceived. He sought them out who had had known him to be dead, and he alone knew them to be dead, 
who was able to make them alive. For if the Lord had not come to raise the dead, the apostle would not have said, Rise, thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. You hear of one asleep in the words, Rise, thou that sleepest. But understand if one dead when you hear, And arise from the dead. Thus they who are even dead in the body are often said to be asleep. And certainly they all are asleep in respect of him who is able to awaken them, that is, Christ. For in respect of you, people, us, all of us, a dead man is indeed dead. And uh, seeing that he will not awake, uh, we beat or, or prick or tear him as we will. We can do whatever we can to his body, and we can't bring a person back from the dead. But in respect of Christ, he was but asleep to whom it was said, Arise, and he rose and went forth. No one can as easily awaken someone else who is actually asleep in their own bed as Christ can awake someone in the tomb. Now we find that three dead persons were raised by the Lord visibly, maybe thousands invisibly. In fact, who knows how many dead people he actually raised visibly for all the things that he did were not written. John tells us this. Many other things Jesus did, the which, if they would be written, I suppose that the whole world could not contain the books. So then there were without doubt many others that he raised, but it is not without a meaning that there are three expressly recorded in the Gospels. For our Lord Jesus Christ would that those things which he did on the body should be also spiritually understood. For he did not merely do miracles for the miracle's sake, but in order that the things which he did should inspire wonder in those who saw them and convey truth to them who understand. So let us then see what he would have us learn in those three dead persons whom he raised. He raised again the dead daughter of the ruler of the synagogue, for whom when she was sick petition made to him that he would deliver her from her sickness. And as he was going, it was announced to him that she had died. And as though he would now be only wearying himself in vain, word was brought to her father, your daughter is dead. Why weary the master any farther? But he went on and he said to the father of the young girl, do not be afraid, only believe. He comes into the house and finds the customary funeral uh, obsequies already prepared. And he says to them, weep not for the girl is not dead, but is asleep. And he spake truth. She was asleep. Asleep, that is, in respect to him, by whom she could be awakened. And so awakening her, he restored her alive to her parents. So again, he awakened the young man, in today's gospel reading, the widow's son, by whose case I have now been reminded to speak to you via the lectionary, uh, on this subject, as he himself will vouchsafe to give me power to speak on this. You have just heard how he was awakened. The Lord came nigh into the city, and behold, there was a dead man being carried out, already beyond the gate. Moved with compassion uh, for that mother, a widow and bereaved of her only son, was weeping. And he did what you have heard just now, saying, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And, that he, and he that was dead arose and began to speak, and he restored him to his mother. And thirdly, he awakened Lazarus likewise from the tomb. And in that case, when the disciples with whom he was speaking knew that he was sick, he said, and now Jesus loved him, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. They, thinking of the sick man's healthful sleep, say, Lord, if he sleep, he is well. 
Then he said, Jesus, speaking now more plainly, I tell you, our friend Lazarus is dead. And in both, he said the truth. He is dead in respect of them, the disciples, but in respect of himself, Christ, he is only asleep. Now these three kinds of dead persons are three kinds of sinners whom even at this day Christ doth raise up. For the dead daughter of the ruler of the synagogue was within the house, and she had not yet been carried from the secrecy of its walls into public view. There within was she raised and restored alive to her parents. But the second was not now indeed in the house, but still not yet in the tomb. For he had been carried out of the walls of the house, but not yet committed to the ground. He who raised the dead young girl, uh, who was not yet carried out of the house, also raised this dead man who was carried out, but not yet buried. And then there remained the third case, that he should raise the one who was also buried. And he did this in Lazarus. There are then those who have sinned inwardly in the heart, but have not yet in overt act. A man, for instance, is disturbed by a lust. For the Lord himself saith, Whoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. He has not yet in body approached her, but in heart he has consented. He has one dead within. He has not yet carried him out. And as it often happens, as we know, as men daily experience in themselves, when they hear the word of God, as it were the Lord himself saying, Arise, the consent unto sin is condemned. They breathe again unto saving health and righteousness. The dead man in the house arises. The heart receives in the secret of the thoughts. This life, this raising of a dead soul takes place within, in the retirement of the conscience, as it were within the walls of the house. Now others, after consent, proceed to an avert act, carrying out the dead, as it were, out of the house. That which was concealed in secret may now appear in public. Are these now who have advanced to the outward act past hope? Was it not said to the young man in the gospel also, I say unto thee, Arise? Was he not also restored to his mother? So then he too, who has committed an open act, if admonished and aroused by the word of truth, he can rise again at the voice of Christ and be restored alive. Go so far he could, perish forever he could not. But... They who by doing what is evil involve themselves in evil habit so that this very habit of evil suffers them not to see that it is evil, become defenders of their own evil deeds, are angry when they are found fault with to such a degree that, for example, the men of Sodom of old said that uh, the righteous man who reproved their abominable acts, thou art come to sojourn, not to give laws. That is, the men of Sodom said to uh, those righteous who came within their walls, you're just here to travel, not to tell us what to do. So powerful in that place was the habit of abominable filthiness that profligacy now passed for righteousness. And the hinderer of that sin was found fault with rather than the doers of the sin. Such as these pressed down by a malignant habit, as it were, and were buried. And what shall I say? These are buried, and as was said of Lazarus, by this time he smells. That heap placed upon the grave is this stubborn force of habit, whereby the soul is pressed down and is not suffered either to rise 
or to breathe again. Now it was said, he has been dead four days of Lazarus. And so in truth, the soul arrives at the habit of which I am speaking by a kind of fourfold progress. For there is first the provocation, as it were, of pleasure in the heart. Secondly, there is the consent. Thirdly, the overt act. And fourthly, the habit. For there are those who so entirely throw off things unlawful from their thoughts as not even to feel any pleasure in them. There are those who do feel the pleasure and do not consent to them. Death is not yet perfected, but in a certain sort has begun. To the feeling of pleasure is added now consent, and now at once is that condemnation incurred. After the consent, progress is made upon the open act. The act then changes into a habit, and a sort of desperate condition is produced, so that it may be said, He hath been dead four days, and by this time he smells. Therefore, the Lord came to whom, of course, all things were easy. Yet, he found that in this case, as it were, a kind of difficulty. In the gospel, it says that he groaned in the spirit at Lazarus's grave. He showed that there is need of much and loud remonstrance to raise up those who have grown hard by habit. Yet at the voice of the Lord's cry, the bands of necessity were burst asunder. The powers of hell trembled and Lazarus is restored alive. For the Lord delivers even from evil habits those who have been dead four days. For this man in the gospel who had been dead four days was asleep only in respect of Christ, whose will it is to raise him up again. But what did he say here? Observe the manner of his rising. He came forth from the tomb alive, but he could not walk. And the Lord said to the disciples, Loose him and let him go. So he, Christ, raised him from the dead, but they, the disciples, loosed him from his bonds. Observe how there is something which uh, appertains to the special majesty of God who raises up. A man involved in an evil habit is rebuked by the word of truth. And how many are rebuked and give no ear? Who is it then who deals with, within with him who does give ear? Who breathes life within him? Who is it that drives away the unseen death, that gives the life unseen? So after the rebukes, after the remonstrances, are not men left alone with their own thoughts? Do they not begin to turn over in their minds how evil a life that they are living? And with how very bad a habit that they are actually weighed down? Then, displeased with themselves, they determine to change their life. Such have risen again, they to whom what they have been is displeasing, have been revived. But though reviving, they are not able to walk. These are the bands of their guilt. And need there is that whoso has returned to life should also be loosed and let go. This office hath he given to the disciples to whom he said, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound also in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose shall be loosed. Let us then, dearly beloved, in such wise hear these things, that they who are alive may live, and they who are dead may live again. Whether it be that as yet the sin has been conceived in the heart and not yet come forth into open act, let the thought be repented of and corrected, and let the dead within the house of conscience arise. Or whether he has actually committed what he thought, let not even thus his case be despaired of. The dead within has not arisen, 
Let him arise when he is carried out. Let him repent of his deed and let him at once return to life. Let him not go to the depth of the grave and let him not receive the load of habit upon him. But, peradventure, I am now speaking to one here who is already pressed down by this hard stone of his own habit, who is already laden with the weight of custom, who has been in the grave four days already and who smells. Yet let not even him despair. He is dead in the depth below, but Christ is exalted on high. He knows how by his cry to burst asunder the burdens of the earth. He knows how to restore life within by himself and to deliver him to the disciples to be loosed. Let even such as these repent. For when Lazarus had been raised again after the fourth day, no foul smell remained in him when he was alive. So then, let them who are alive still live, and let them who are dead, whosoever they may be, in whichever kinds of these three deaths they find themselves, see to it that they arise again at once with all speed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.